0: Please enjoy this previously aired episode with Laura Bache, CMC lactation consultant and OB coordinator. Stay tuned for new episodes to return in January 2024. Hey everyone, welcome to Happier, Healthier with Conway Medical Center, a show that takes you behind the scenes of CMC to shed light on the inner workings of a community nonprofit hospital. We'll be talking with employees across all disciplines, sharing our heart for healthcare, and highlighting how the work we do supports positive outcomes for our patients and community. Join us each week for Happier Healthier with Conway Medical Center. All content discussed on Happier Healthier with Conway Medical Center are the individual opinions of our hosts and guests and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast to treat any medical condition for either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues you may be having. This disclaimer applies to any guest or contributor of the podcast. Hey, Laura Beige, yes. welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much thank for you. being here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. So happy to have yes. you. So you are OB navigator and lactation consultant yes. here at CMCS. Yes. Yes. So tell me a little bit what that role
1: so, entails. Well, I started actually um, as lactation consultant in 2019, um, took over the baby-friendly USA process um, for getting designation here at Conway. And then um, actually at the beginning, it was probably about March, or April, I took over the OB Navigator position. So really, what it is, it's two totally different aspects of the maternal child health unit. Um, lactation focuses on helping moms with breastfeeding, a lot of education um, where infant feeding is concerned, and then the OB Navigator portion is geared more towards birth control after birth. Oh, okay. um, Yeah. So we have um, a grant funded. This is a grant funded position, but with through Choose Well, um, an organization in South Carolina that helps. Um, moms after delivery to make birth control decisions because more than half of moms actually don't show up to their six-week appointment. Oh wow! Yeah and it was something that I was shocked about too. Um, but it helps to reduce unintended or unwanted pregnancies mm-hmm. um, and so it also helps kind of space instead of having moms that come in and then you know so many weeks later they're pregnant again mm-hmm. um, which just helps reduce Infant and maternal mortality rates, also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, a lot of education to our patients, but on two totally different subjects. Oh. Um, but it's been it's been really rewarding so far. I, yeah, that's amazing. Yes.
0: So, tell me, uh, you mentioned um, that about the not being able to show up for their six week mm-hmm. postpartum appointment, what, is it, what do you think the barriers are for that?
1: A lot of it's transportation, mm-hmm. um, especially the ones that are underinsured, uninsured, also they might think that, okay well if my insurance is only good for a certain amount of time then I'm not going to be covered on this, so how am I going to pay for that um, visit? And so, they, like I said, the majority of the time it's mostly because they don't have the means to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, or they don't have child care to help take care of the baby and they don't want to take the baby to the clinic with them mm-hmm. um, So just barriers like that. They don't have the good support
0: mm-hmm. no. Well, and that would make sense especially if you're relying, you know, maybe on public transportation mm-hmm. and you have a six-week Right. Old, you know what like you're, you know, putting them on a, yeah. on a bus at six weeks old. Exactly. Is, um, so that's interesting. So in that OB navigator role, you're meeting with them while they're still here mm-hmm. in the hospital and getting them set up on birth control, whatever Whatever just kind of talking decides.
1: with them so what the, the grant actually focuses more on is a long-acting reversible contraception um, so we provide the if they would like it before discharge um, something called an explanon. it's a little device that goes inside um, the inner arm um, and it's good for up to three years um, and so we'll make sure that if the patient wants that device then they they get it before discharge um, and so there's something they don't have to think about worry about um, they can also wait until they go to their six-week appointment if they can. Um, we also, some of the providers um, will still do um, the intrauterine device, the IUDs, okay. and they can also get those um, postpartum. Okay. But mostly it's the one-on devices that they provide. But just letting them know, you know, these are the options that you have, and a lot of moms don't realize that they do have those options. They think, okay, well, we have to use um, the birth control pills. Um, but we also have a supply of condoms just in case that that's what they want to use, mm-hmm. you know? So just like I said, different aspects. Um, you know, I go from the birth control and well, really when I talk with my moms, if I know they're interested in the next one on, then I'll talk with them mm-hmm. really about their feed, infant feeding practices and then kind of segue into that. So a lot of education on my yeah. part with what we do.
0: Well, and that's so important because I think that, um, there there are some moms that, you know, maybe aren't used to having this kind of open dialogue or maybe have never had it before. Right. Um, so having a safe place where they can have that conversation is yeah, important.
1: it is very, very yeah. important. Yes, so have you future.
0: always been interested in maternal health? Is this yes. where you started your career? Tell me. Um,
1: so I've been a nurse now for 10 years. Um, I actually knew after I had my first child that this was what I wanted to do. Um, it was so important to me just the whole hospital experience and i I know this probably sounds awful but i had a bad nurse and i thought to myself i could make this so much better for moms and that's kind of been my goal is to develop a relationship to be help be that safe place that they can come and talk with me um but also to help them succeed um and i think really my heart is forever geared towards lactation i i can't help it just because it was so important to me as a new mom, and, and thank God I had my mother. But other than that, that was about it. Um, I worked at, I had all my children at Tideland's Waccamaw. I worked there for the first four years, mother-baby, um, med surge pediatrics, and then found out that Conway delivers the majority of babies, yeah. and knew that, okay, well, if I go over here, I'm gonna get a really good ex- amount of experience. Within two months of working here, I got more experience here than I did in the four years over there. That's
0: incredible. It was insane.
1: Yeah, so, um, but not only that, I um, I was able to grow yeah. a lot um, career-wise here, and so I'm, you know, CMC is my hospital. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it's true. you know, that a lot from people, especially
0: that have been here for mm-hmm. a decade or more. Yeah. Right? And and, I love hearing that.
1: And um, so I'm not sure. Anytime soon, I'm going to go anywhere else. Just because I love our community, and um, you know, especially like I said, with the lactation, I love to go in a room, see a mom struggling, within you know, a few minutes, teach her some techniques, and then I've just empowered her to feed her Mm -hmm. child. You know, that's just there's nothing more rewarding than that. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think it's so important to to what you were saying about your the birth experience that you had in your nurse. You know, we moms, we all have our unique experiences and that's what makes it such a wonderful, but you know, difficult sometimes to discuss, um, you know, experience because it is so different. Um, and I remember when I had, uh, my daughter, I had, you know, went into early labor and they were thankfully able to stop that. I went on bed rest and then by the time, you know, I gave birth and was, um, learning how to breastfeed, it just. I was assuming it would be so easy, yeah, I so that. natural, mm-hmm. and it was so no. difficult. Yes, <laughs> I know it was hard. I felt like I didn't have a support system at mm-hmm. the hospital. Um, I'm an '80s baby, and my mom, you know, grew up in a time when it was, um, you know, formula was yeah, truly what was, was recommended. Yep. So, I felt like I just didn't, um, and I didn't know what to do. It was my first right. baby, so and that feeling of, I think we all kind of start, unfortunately, comparing a little bit to others around right. us and that mm-hmm. can make it more difficult. So to have that resource here yeah. to say, this is normal, what you're right. going through is okay, is so important. Yeah, it yeah. is. And that must be so rewarding to be able to see, you know, these moms yeah. kind of feeling like they're so insured themselves and then yes. walking out of are like, they've yeah, yeah. got this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, your, your beginning of your career, was there, um, it, you know are there moments when you're doing this job that you still just feel just so inspired by what you're seeing
1: oh yeah every day every day uh i mean even just for this morning i went in my mom was struggling uh i <laughs> and I'll I'll kind of go over things with her and say, "Okay, show me what you're doing." So she'll do it and I'm just like, "Stop. <laughs> Let me fix it." And then I'll, you know, we'll get the baby in the right position. I'll go over educational, you know, just different positioning techniques and things like that. And then like I said, by the time I was finished in there, they're like, "Oh my gosh, Laura, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you." You know, and just because it's it's such a different part. It's almost like the, the grand finale of having your baby. Uh-huh. You know, you just were able to carry this being, deliver it, and now you're going to su- help sustain its life uh-huh. from your body afterward. You know, and to be able to do that successfully, it's, it's, it's empowering, it really is. You know, and so, like I said, for me to be able to go into a mom's room and to develop a relationship and show her these little, uh-huh. just simple techniques that they don't think about, you know, because you have this Specific idea of oh this is what's seen on TV and everybody's just oh, yeah that's <laughs> not how it is at all yeah. you know and so I just it's every day I, yeah. I love what I do for sure
0: well and I think too I that one thing that surprised me was um, you know I I was supplement I was pumping um, supplementing with a bottle with my firstborn and I felt like there was um, a time where all I was doing was feeding yes, I was either pumping is. or feeding or, <laughs> and it could it felt isolated yeah, at times you know does. being in the nursery alone so what do you, what do you what do you kind of advise moms on that maybe go home and are, um, you know maybe they get it right out the gate mm-hmm. but then they go maybe home they and they have a little bit of that loneliness right. or insecurity how do we support them
1: well for me okay. I go in we we talk to all of our breastfeeding moms and I let them know we're here mm-hmm. if you go home and you struggle if it's two days two weeks two months Call me, mm-hmm. I'm here, email me. Just knowing that there is someone that they can contact, come back in and see if they need to. I think that's really imperative to their successful, you know, to having a successful journey. And and support is number one, you're right, it's huge. Um, kind of the same, my mom, I'm an 80s baby as well, my mom was a hippie. <laughs> she, you know, they told her you don't need to breastfeed, yeah. but she did you did it anyways, you know, and I can remember her telling me, you know, it's going to hurt suck it up, but it doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, after learning what I did through my education, I was like, Oh, I did it wrong, (laughs) you know? And so you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so now I want to be able to go in support the mom and show her, you know, this doesn't have to hurt Mm -hmm. and I'm here Mm -hmm. if you need me. And so I think even if they don't have, that good support system at home, the fact that we're still here, and they've, you know, we've developed a relationship with them. Um, they feel like, okay, well, I can go back in. Yeah. I can call her. There is somebody. I'm not completely alone.
0: That's so important you know? because you are. You're going through so many physical and yes, mental, and emotional yes, changes. Yes. It's yeah. like such a roller coaster after. Yeah. Um, so, talking about breastfeeding, we know that breastfeeding is valuable for the infant, mm-hmm. but in what ways is breastfeeding valuable for the new mom?
1: So scientifically it's been shown to reduce breast and ovarian cancers. Um, it also helps with reducing osteoporosis, which I think is oh, wow. Yeah, it's really interesting. My favorite probably though is um then they found these that the longer you breastfeed, mm-hmm. there are more benefits. So if a mom breastfeeds over a year, her um, risks of developing heart disease are reduced by like 40%. Mm-hmm. That's
0: unbelievable. I'm like, what? Yeah. How does that even I happen? Never even knew yeah, that's crazy. I know.
1: Um, in the short term, right after delivery, it's going to help reduce any risks of postpartum hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of the times when, well, pretty much all the time, as long as mom and baby are stable, we put that baby right on the mom's chest as, as soon as it comes mm-hmm. out because we want them to breastfeed within that first hour mm-hmm. so it can help to contract the uterus so that she doesn't oh, wow. have yet a postpartum hemorrhage. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing that I love about breastfeeding um, for a mom, especially in our wonderful economic times is it's free. That's yeah. I mean. Number one, it's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have so. to, you don't have to pump if you don't want to. You can just put the baby to the breast. It's the perfect temperature. Mm-hmm. It has exactly what the baby needs mm-hmm. and you're good to
0: go. Yeah, and even with some of these, I, I don't know if we're still seeing a shortage of formula, but that was a scary thing for Right, quite very a while for very moms.
1: Yes, I had a lot of moms. And we did see an uptick in, in breastfeeding, which I thought was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am seeing, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like slowing down a little bit. We are seeing a little bit more formula feeding moms again, mm-hmm. um, just because of the, the ready availability of it. Yeah. Um, but I think, and, and I'll tell my moms, you know, because a lot of our patients do get WIC coverage Um, and they do get formula with that, but they don't get the whole month for free. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm like, just so you know, you can still pump, you can breastfeed, and and then that will help with whatever you don't have, you Mm -hmm. know. Because if they think, oh, I'm just gonna go and do the get wick and get the formula, then I won't, it's still gonna be free. That's not necessarily true, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And it's not always one or the other, you could, yes, breastfeed and supplement with formula, and right, yeah,
1: you know. American Academy of Pediatrics does recommend exclusive breastfeeding for at least 6 months. And this might be against all things breastfeeding, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, if you can breastfeed at all, mm-hmm. even if you have to throw in some formula, mm-hmm. some is better than none. Yeah. You know. So I would rather you if you come in and tell me I'm only formula feeding, but I might try to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help educate you, mm-hmm. you know, and give you the support that you need to to do our best to, you know, if you don't want to put the baby to the breast, you can pump, mm-hmm. you know, your breast milk is definitely better than formula. so, you know, telling them that I think is helpful because a lot of moms think that they can only do either or.
0: Right. And so then you're, if you if you feel like you're struggling with breastfeeding or you have these barriers that a lot of women do have, mm-hmm. you, you could just say, well, if it's not all and it's not worth it, then I'm just not going to do it. But right. to know that that any amount is- It's, it's beneficial. Helpful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, speaking of barriers, um, you know, it, just in the news the other day, there was a story about um, a mom who was told to stop breastfeeding at a water park. And so we still are seeing these yes. stories. Yes. So culturally, culturally, we know there are barriers yes. that moms face. So what are some other barriers that might keep moms from breastfeeding to their you know, full capacity?
1: Well, it's 100% support. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think what our mothers did what our grandmothers did if we don't have their support then that's a barrier you know because you are isolated you feel like well she didn't do it I turned out okay Mm -hmm. you know Um, but I think if we can educate it education is so huge Um, but not only that normalizing it Um, I see it all the time you know moms will have covers over their heads while they're breastfeeding you know get completely hidden away yeah. yeah and I think like, for instance, when we had our daughter, she, the, our ch- two boys were quite a bit older mm-hmm. when we had her. And I just told them, I said, look, this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Y'all both breastfed. Mm-hmm. Um, this is God made boobs mm-hmm. for feeding babies, you know? It's very natural. Very natural. <laughs> and now, honestly, they don't think twice about it. Yeah. You know, and so because in our house, it's a normal occurrence, you know? I mean, you don't think about animals feeding their babies, mm-hmm. it would be taboo for them to pull out a bottle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and oh, we're mammals as well, yeah. you know, and so if you look at it that way, um, that as a mammal, we feed our young, mm-hmm. how other way would we do it, mm-hmm. you know, so, it, and, and it's hard though because I think if you look back over the years, you know, formula was so... Pushed, especially after World War II, because a lot of women had to enter the workforce. You know, I know with my grandmother, not one of my mom or my aunts were breastfed yeah. because of those, you know, issues. And then, you know, there's other issues culturally that women have had to face. Um, but I find it interesting that being as technologically advanced as we are in the United States, we're still so far down when yeah. it comes to our breastfeeding moms and infants. You know, it's kind of sad.
0: Yeah, it really is, and I think to your point, education, not only for the mom, but for the community. The community, yes. To understand that, you know, we have to be able to support these moms and these Mm -hmm. babies. Um, I remember going back to work after my second, and I worked in hospitality, and I um, traveled a lot to different hotels across the country, and that was a big barrier for me, and this was 10 years ago. So they didn't have, like, what they have companies now that will ship your milk or, and that was a big barrier. Yeah. I really had to think about how I was going to get through this two or three day
1: That's trip. And that is when you do go back to work, I have a lot of moms that are worried, well, how am I going to be able to pump? When should I pump? Should, you know, And so I'll go over all of that. One thing that's been really nice is they've created these portable pumps. They're mm-hmm. the hands-free. So that's given moms a lot of um, ability to be able to pump um, actually while they're working. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a, a clean, quiet place to go mm-hmm. is imperative, especially, you know, for moms that are having to go back to work. And I know it's it's not as easily said, you know, it's easier said than done, especially, you know, if you work in hospitality, if you work in, um, you know, restaurants, there's not really any place to go yeah. other than a bathroom. And mm-hmm. I know that um, the PUMP Act, the PUMP for the Mothers, Nursing Mothers Act mm-hmm. was just passed and went into effect in April. Um, that employees with 50 or more have to give them a place other than a bathroom. Wow, that's amazing. And they have to be able to give them time yeah. as well, up to a year. And so that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know. Now I just really would like to see employers get on board. <laughs> yeah, with it.
0: Well, and tell me, speaking of that, we have um, an amazing tool here at the hospital. Gosh, yes. that I know you and your team worked very yeah. hard for. So tell me about what we have available here for yes. not only visitors but for but our for staff. Staff.
1: Um, the foundation helped purchase uh, the Mamava lactation pod. Um, some you see them a lot of times in airports. It is this big, beautiful pod that's right in our front entrance. So any staff, anytime can go in there. You just download the app um, and you can unlock it via the app. Um, it's so nice, it's so calming. I, sometimes I just like to go sit in it. <laughs>
0: totally, I, I once a week like usually yes. go just open it and just make, make sure, sure. everything yes. looks okay in Same. there and Same. I'll just shut it and I'm like, yeah. oof, what a nice little reprieve yes. from, and it has chargers, it has yes. plugs, yes. um, mirrors, yes. it's kept sanitized and clean, yeah. so, so, so nice. a safe it's place nice. to it be.
1: It is, and I'm so proud. I, from when I started here six years ago, to where we are now. Like it I could cry. Mm-hmm. It's we have just improved and exponentially. Mm-hmm. It's so I'm so proud of yeah, CMC yeah. and I'm so proud to be a part of this team. Um, and just as the the support, not just for our maternal from our maternal child health, but from the whole hospital itself has been mm-hmm. awesome. You know, and because I'd have I have a or I used to have a lot of moms come and, and be like, Well where can I go pump? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, you can go to my office mm-hmm. Or let's set up we ended up setting up a room over on our peds unit um, mm-hmm. that they could go and then you know sometimes it wasn't It had storage things in it they had to maneuver around yeah. those you, never you know, know. What walking into. exactly yeah. you know and so for us to be able to get the pod I, that was mm-hmm. just a huge step and, and I'm very yeah. proud
0: Well, I yeah. think it makes you feel as an employee valued, you know, to to walk into a space that to your point is maybe like sometimes storage, sometimes this, you know, you're grateful to have a space, but you to walk into a space that you know is for you that, you know, they've taken the time and consideration to make your life easier at work and to um, support your life outside of work, because that's kind of what it's all about, too. We all go home to families and um, I know for me, you know, my youngest is 10, so it's been a while since I've had a baby. And sometimes I think, oh, my gosh, I'd love to go through this again just to yeah. have access to some of these trials. Yes,
1: me too. I yeah. know. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. we
0: have a long way to go still. Right. But, um but yeah, that's that's amazing. So tell me also a little bit about another thing that happened um, recently that I, I know your team is, you and your team are so proud of, is our baby-friendly designation. Yes, yes. So what does that mean for Oh my gosh, that like, was huge. Yeah. That was
1: such, I'm so proud. It was such a vigorous, rigorous, <laughs> <Yeah>. challenging experience, <laughs> not just with our nursing staff, but with our OBs, with our pediatricians. Everybody got on board. Um, But basically what the Baby Friendly USA designation was is um, there's only, I can't remember how many hospitals within the United States, but it was created as a worldwide Mm -hmm. project basically to help reduce infant mortality rates. And things that they focus on are skin to skin right after delivery, rooming in with your baby, having 24-7 breastfeeding support after discharge as well. Um, And so... We got that designation last August in 2022 um, after many years. I think it was about seven years because I took over that in 2019. And then we still had until 2022 for the completion. So it was a, a very big undertaking, a um, lot of education. So not only did was it in the hospital, inpatient, but in the clinics as well. So we worked with all the OB clinics, um, still working with them, RCMC group, Um, Healthcare partners, Palmetto OBGYN, all all the ones that do deliver at Conway, kind of went through the process and just making sure that moms have that prenatal education, they get it, they talk with somebody prenatally, you know, and know that there are, these are the benefits, this is kind of what to expect when you come to the hospital, and then knowing that they have support afterward.
0: Oh, so that was yeah. truly a labor of love. Oh my gosh, so spent yes. But seven plus yes. years working on yes. that. Yes, yes. And it really is, you mentioned some of the OBGYNs that we work with, because it's not only CMC, right. it's you know a community of mm-hmm. OBGYNs. And how important is that relationship of, um, you know, care for pregnant moms, Mm -hmm. and then care while they're here at the hospital, and follow it. It would assume you all have to work very closely as a team.
1: Yes, very much so. And uh, what's wonderful um, is some of our resources, we provide free childbirth and breastfeeding classes. Mm -hmm. We're one of the only ones in the Grand Strand that do that. Um, And so it's interesting because we actually have patients from other facilities that deliver or see other OBGYNs and they're like, well, y'alls were free. Yeah. So we're coming and I'm like, okay, yay, glad you're here. Yes, But I'm like, I do preface what we do here may be different, you know. But one thing that is great is our OBs really talk up our classes, you know, because they are such a good education point and and just so that parents can kind of have a little better understanding of, okay, this is what's going to happen when we get here. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think, too, having that community support of, you know, even when our classes aren't in person, but knowing that you've got these other people going through the same thing. Right. um, Same with the MAMAVA app actually can connect you to other moms that yeah. are, you know, breastfeeding so you can, um, you know, talk with them about some of the challenges yes. you may be facing and having that community. You're really experiencing when you're in the birthplace so many different types of births and so many mm-hmm. different situations and you have to be able to be prepared for each one yeah. is very complex. It is. Yeah, yes. I think people you know, the the truth of the matter is, is that not all births are like what we see on TV. (laughs) Not at all. You know, and they're they're not all, some come with a a level of sadness and pain and different situations. So to be able to have these babies set for success, Mm -hmm. no matter how they came into the world, is so comforting. Yes,
1: that's what, and honestly, with our childbirth classes, I preface every class with that. I don't care how your sister did it, how your Mm -hmm. sister's brother's and niece's daughter did it. Mm every person has a different story the what we care about is at the end of the day we have a healthy mom and a healthy baby mm-hmm. that's Absolutely. it so you know for them to keep that in mind and it, if their birth you know plan didn't go how they wanted it to you know I'll go in and, and I'll be like how was it if yeah. it was like pretty rough and they're <laughs> yeah. like well uh, you know I'm
0: so like
1: but I'm like look you guys are good mm-hmm. you know y'all are healthy and they're like like that's yeah. all we care about, end of the day. Yeah.
0: Well, and having, I mean, I you know for me, I had both my kids at different hospitals. We, we lived in different areas at the time. And the, and it was two very different experiences. And, um, you know, my one was just for me as a mom, more enjoyable, I felt oh. I felt more supportive and supported. And I see that if I'd only experienced, you know, my daughter's birth, I maybe would not know that there's other ways to right. do this, um, yeah. so to have my son and have these amazing nurses at my bedside was, I mean, it was a game it's night and changer. It's day, it is, yeah. yeah.
1: And I think I've had, from when, before we started Baby Friendly, uh, where we were still taking the babies away after an hour mm-hmm. and doing all of this stuff, and then having them after we got the Baby Friendly designation where we don't remove them, they're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm it's so much better. You know, you took our babies for hours before mm-hmm. and, but we don't, none of that is the same. You know, I've still got some um, of the older family members that come in. Well, they're like, well, where's the nursery? Yeah. Like, they're with their mommies. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, they're not lined up like they yeah. used to be, you that know. stereotypical yes. picture of all the grandparents <laughs> yep. looking in the
0: room. Yeah. They're
1: like, yeah. you, you don't have them anymore. We're like, no, yeah. babies do better with their mommies. Yeah. Mommies do too.
0: Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I learned so much about the birthplace and about moms and the benefits of breastfeeding the above and beyond what I knew before, um, and I would love to have you back so we can talk more. Yes, I will. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. This episode is brought to you by the CMZ Foundation. Learn more at cmcfoundationsc.com.